You're listening to the Who Are You podcast. How's it going, everybody? Once again, we are here with another episode of the Who Are You podcast. We have Scott Kaleo on uh, co-host today again. Hello, Scott. Hey. How you doing? I'm doing good. How are you doing? I'm doing good. You're doing good. Thank you for so much for being good this week. <laughs> Instead of just being like, one of those, oh, I'm doing all right. You know, this, <laughs> it's so good knowing that you're good. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, to you listeners, we have a great episode today lined up. We have the vocalist and one of the founding members of the band. Is it Paloma? Is that how you pronounce it? Paloma. Paloma. Okay. Paloma. Awesome. Well, Ray Luna, how are you doing today, man? I'm very good to be here. It's a pleasure. Awesome. Yeah, we're very, very happy. You guys have a, a brand new project going on, um, kind of switching things up from your previous project with rebranding. We're going to get into that today, kind of talk about um, the change. We wanted to also just kind of figure out what happened before with Light Up the Sky and, you know, what caused the change or um, things with uh, Rise Records and everything. We, I mean, there's a lot of information to kind of go across today, and we'd love to get as much information as we can from you. Well, I'm excited. Let's do it. Absolutely. <laughs> so let's start out with Light Up the Sky. So when that when that was going on, the last that we heard, you guys were getting signed to Rise Records. You guys got an album contract. And then all of a sudden, things kind of went quiet for a while. Can you kind of delve into that a little bit? Yeah. <clears throat> That's because it only takes, not only, it takes like, when you get a contract from like, the three or four labels in our scene, I guess, like Fearless, Sumerian, and Rise. Yeah. It does take like a year to yeah. like sign it and get it through. Like really? You don't get like, okay, like let's sign the contract and then the next day, here's the song, it's out, like a music yeah. video. Oh, no, yeah. No, it takes like so freaking long. And um, yeah, we're like, hey, everyone, we got signed to Rise. But then like a year later, I was like, well, finally, we freaking announced that we got signed. But um, really, it was more like our manager that we get, that we just got at the time, and he was like, "Stop! Don't sign anything." Because the day we actually got the call from Rise, yeah, they sent a contract in that day. Oh wow! Because labels are a little bit snooty. They're like, <laughs> uh, they're a little bit slimy, you know. Like right. I loved him when I was a kid. I grew up on Rise and Fearless and Sumerian music, but like. I'm super stoked. So I'm just blinded by like, oh, I can't believe a rise hit me up and there's a contract in my email like this yeah. like today, today. Oh. And then my, my my manager's like, nope, stop. Don't sign it. Uh, this is going to take a while. I was like, why? It's right here in the email. It says <laughs> sign here. has all of our names on it. And he's like, it's supposed to get you excited. So you just stop and we're going to renegotiate to make sure all the terms are correct. So, and I was like, okay, all right. So then yeah. we waited. And then, but I, I didn't think that that okay, all right would be like a year later. Yeah. So that was like, that kind of sucked. I mean, so yeah. like, so like taking a year, is that, I mean, is that just because of the, the legal side of things that that that's how long it takes to get the, the lawyers involved and just to get them to literally check things out. Yeah. So, so tell me <clears> about <throat> it. Like what were some of the things that you guys were negotiating? Well, like one was contract, uh, how long it would last, and then how much we got from each album deal, like how much money we got. Sure. And so, like, the, uh, our lawyer would write something small in, then send it to Rise, and Rise would be like, no, nah, 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 and then change it a little bit, and then our lawyer would get it back, and they'd be like, 
uh, it changed a little bit like this. And then, so oh it was like gosh. always back and forth. They'd always change little things in the contract. And, and to email it, after like they changed their one thing, it would take like so long for them to actually email it back right. to the Rise. And then it would take Rise forever to email it back. So that's why it took so many months to wow. get the wow. final written like this is what you're signing. Contract. I can't even imagine how how hard that would be just to deal with just sitting there and waiting for it to happen. I mean, yeah. I, I know that in this business, you have to be patient in some way. Always have to be patient. But it's like, I, I can only imagine being in that situation. You're signing your first contract and you're sitting there having to wait for it to happen for a year. Oh, That's literally, the, and you can't like do anything. And then, so the bad thing about that was for us, we came out a bad time. Uh, Let's didn't do as well as it should have done or light up the sky because we took a year to do it. We wrote the album like, the year prior to that signing into the year of signing. So right. about two years of like on and off writing for this nightlife album. And then it was just like, it was to me, even though no one heard it yet, it was old news. Right. Yeah. That style, that, that music was old, old news. It was like two years ago. It would have been, it would have been cool. Right. And, so, and like some of that music I recognize from, um, from like your EP, I oh, believe. Yeah. So like, what was the, uh, gosh, I'm, I'm blanking on the single, the big one, bring, bring it on the fucking, bring it on. Yeah. Yeah. I, I could have just said that for me. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> so that one was, was written how long before oh, that's, nightlife? Yeah. That's 2013. And the album wow. came out in 2016. Wow. <sighs> so it was like. A decent song but it was like it took so long to get everything together that it just was like it's old news to me right no one knew when it came out it was old news but then their ears would naturally hear that okay this sounds like a 2014 kind of metal post hardcore album and it's like 2016 like right we're we're in a different time right now and then at that time there was a big curvature in the music industry of post hardcore and metal and rock where like the new emo was the rap and rock rock and emo stuff is not as cool. So it was that that turn where it's like, you know, like the yeah. XX rapper yeah. and the all those like names. Yeah. They're, they're the new emo. Uh, oh, at that time it was like switching. So yeah, we were that. not the new emo at that time anymore. Like they were the that was cool to do that. Sure. Not to do your classic, you know. Attack, attack, headbanging, right? Of yeah, breakdown thing. It was switching to that, you know, right? So it was like, fuck. Now what do we? Now what do? What do we do? We just. So we got like we finally came out with the album. It did better than I thought, but just not what I wanted it. To sure, do, obviously, but uh, so did that end up kind of affecting things with Rise? Yeah, that affected everything with Rise when the time it came out. So so how did how did they end up reacting to your guys' numbers? They reacted pretty well. But um it's mostly it was like now it depends on like touring and like what tours you get and how well you do on the tour. Really? Cuz you know, we all know now that it's switched to um streaming services. Yeah. So absolutely. that's your that's where you get your numbers now. It's from streaming not how much you sold or how much albums you sold, how many singles you sold. It's streaming. And I think like is a thousand? I think it's a thousand plays. Is like one song sold or something like that. Yeah, I think it's something like, like that. Yeah. Something ridiculously dumb. Yeah. So I don't know how anybody makes enough money off of that shit. I mean, when it gets up there, it can be a bit, but you definitely have to be. You have up to be there. Up, up there, there, like in the twelve 
thousand, like twelve million. Yeah, like, exactly. Like you need to be there. like on those algorithms all the time, where your music's doing so well that you're in all the Spotify playlists everywhere, because that's the only way you can sustain right that kind of money. Because that's the difference. Where it's like, on one hand, it's like it can be better than just hard copy selling because like you can have more longevity like michael jackson's dead as shit but like thriller's still doing amazing mm-hmm. on spotify because right. people have that just, on playlists and they just love it and it's there he wasn't gonna make more money on thriller without streaming like of course some people would go back out and still buy it it's still a classic oh, yeah. but it's not the same as like it being in a playlist right it does make more sense to be able to release uh, yeah. singles in that sense because you're you're consistently releasing a new track that's getting that. Because if you release one album, then it's like it's going to become old after a few months unless you have like those those like um, huge fans that are just going to listen to it over and over. But it's like if you release singles and it's a new song like every month or whatever, you can kind of keep up those numbers but yeah but then again i mean there's so many different ways to look at it it's crazy but that that's kind of why the pop industry is the way it is right now where it's like everyone's just doing singles oh, yeah, no, because like albums uh like in an album like songs kind of get lost because people like listen to the singles and like those get into all the playlists and then the rest of the all those other songs they spent a shit ton of money on aren't getting the same amount of plays that's why a lot of pop artists are doing a shit ton of singles because it's like it's because streaming works that way it's like most of your album doesn't even get fucking heard i mean your your whole album's not gonna make the spotify playlist yeah yeah exactly song yeah it's like it's like your two singles off of it maybe most likely one and i don't know how you guys think about it but i'm actually really stoked about the whole you know new era with just singles being kind of taken everything over because i feel like with albums there's more potential to write songs that you're not passionate about because you need a filler. Like yeah. it, like if, if you need to fill up a 10 album song, but you only have three songs that you're really passionate about, then you have to write seven more songs that you're are like, going to be like thrown eh. together. And it's like, however, there have been albums that have had quote unquote album fillers that have been my favorite songs, or they're kind of like the sleeper of the singles. They just yeah. all of a sudden become super big and like, how oh, man, where did this come from? Yeah. But, I, I think I can say I miss the old, like, cause you know, growing up, we all did listen to albums that we could love front to back, but that's because back then you did have to have successful albums. Now yep. to be huge, you can just have great singles. Just a single. Yeah. That's all you need to blow up. It's literally just a single. It's kind of crazy. Like, uh, I know of Truth is about to release an album, so I sound super hypocritical. But like, <laughs> but like uh, that is, like, we wanted to do that because of that, like, when you were a kid, you you loved listening to the album yeah. format. So you, like, right. at least want to do one. Do, like yeah. Because, like, you want that experience of kind of creating a journey in an sure. album. But, like... Yeah, it's a whole, like, story in an album. Like, yeah, which is... like, here's a single... Uh, yeah, and it's so it's kind of like a challenge as a songwriter too, which is why I like to doing the album. Right. But uh, when it comes to business wise, singles literally are probably the best way to go these days. Absolutely, and I think like if you were to do an album, it it makes it even better if you do like a concept type thing, like a mm-hmm. uh, um, traders. You know, you know the band traders. I'm a huge fan of that super heavy shit. I don't know about you guys, yeah. but um, they came out with a um, an EP a while ago called um, I think it's called sleep oh no night night terrors and it's all about you know it, the whole thing is just about the concept of night terrors, night terrors and sleeping disorders and it's it's eerie as shit and it's and it makes and it, it just makes the whole album front to back really awesome i love how that to. works with what we're talking about night terrors 
Night Life. <laughs> Dude, you just blew my mind. Yeah. Episode over. We're done. Yeah, done. <laughs> over. So what was nightlife like recording? Because you went down to Arizona for that, right? Yeah, no, it was super cool. You know, you get your, you know, your plane fly far away. Yeah. I've never done that. Oh, really? I've always recorded in Spokane. So. Yeah. We're here, we're flying. I'm like, how's this gonna work? I don't ever do this. <laughs> Stay in a hotel for a month and then Oh my gosh. Uh record this album. I was like, I don't know how, I don't know how to write an album. I don't know how to do this. Is that this. something the uh the label actually covered? That yes. Wow. This is the re- the recording cost. Yes, that was not out of my pocket. That was the food, the hotel stay, the studio, the gas money, the Ubers, all them. Wow, that's that's amazing. Yeah, yeah. it makes it like a vacation at that point because you're not really think- yes, but discipline yourself. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a joke <laughs> because you get in that mindset real quick when you see those numbers in your yeah. bank account, and you need to discipline because you are there as a job. It's a yeah. job. You I got to deliver. It's a, and I messed around. <laughs> oh, you did? We all did, including Cameron. Oh, it was terrible. Cameron called out. Just midnight it. runs to the gas station, just bottles and cigarettes. Oh, it was, oh my oh. gosh. God, I got so much different of a Cameron than you did. I, I, I got like White Claw Cameron. I'm so happy. Because like, that's good. He I needs... got White Claw rice making Cameron. Oh, he yeah. made so many meals with rice. It he, was so fucking good. impressive. No. Yeah, he's good. He's like, good. when he cooks for you, you're like, First of all, this feels wrong being that like yeah. you're doing all this work. Like no, he, he, he actually came in it. and he came and stayed in my basement. So Aww. he was like in my house <clears throat> going up to my kitchen. Didn't ask, by the way, just went up and went to my cupboards and started making food. Like out of Cameron. nowhere, so so we like out of nowhere just have like chicken and rice of uh. of so many varieties that I was like, dude, where are you getting this what stuff? A bomb, dude, dude, he, he I love him. So he's great. Much. He's he a, is. He's a hilarious guy. He is. He's really nice to work with. He did admit he was coming out of a slump as we were recording oh, with yeah. him. That was his like, yeah, like his slump. Yeah, so, I, I actually remember him talking to me about it. It was a rough period for him. It was yeah, I know it was it was terribly rough when he was recording us and luckily we still busted out this album in like three weeks. It still sounded awesome though. But yeah, he did a good a job and yeah, we went to like a huge gym in Arizona and he's like, Hold on, I gotta finish up uh tracking Luke Holland. I was like, What he's here? I was like, <laughs> What awesome. is my what has my life turned into? <laughs> when I was little, I was just like, Oh my god, so many things are happening. Luke Holland's here, the guardian camera. So I just started oh freaking gosh. out, but um it was cool. So I recorded like these all these the drum samples. Uh, Nick didn't actually play drums on the record. Yeah. It was all MIDI, but we recorded real drums as in like all the samples. We went to yeah. like a huge, huge gym and he just like hit it like five times each thing to get these yeah. like samples in this new room that he wanted to do. And then that's what we have on that record is and it those huge great. like gym samples. It was, it was so when cool. you say a gym, do you mean like a basketball gym? Yeah, it was like, like a YMCA. I remember, Jesus. I remember seeing a video of it when they post, they posted like a video on Facebook. And I remember just being like, they're literally doing that, but just, just reflections like, for days. But <laughs> the thing is though, man, now that I know Cameron, you spend half your time as an audio engineer watching what he does going, you're breaking every fucking rule literally. I have ever seen yeah. in my life. Like he doesn't follow anything that you've ever learned. Like, I remember he was like panning bass and making bass stereo when I was in the studio, and I was like, "That's usually like a cardinal sin of producing." But <laughs> yeah, he well, does I mean, wild he's, shit. he's an artist. 
He you is. know, yeah. like an actual artist. When, an artist. when you're the type of person, you're creating your own shit and yeah. you're doing it um, your way. That's like a true artist. And, and that's he, what he's built his career he's on, the, really. He's not Literally. A, it's like, Cameron's sound. Cameron yeah. sounds like Cameron. Yeah. yeah. So no one sounds like him and he like, sounds like he him. Sounds not like him. one preset was used that day. Dude, dude. <laughs> and, and he's just so unique in the fashion of how he usually approaches vocals. And oh my god, it's vocal production in his. Vocal I know. It, isn't it so nice as a singer? You like you bring in your melodies, and if he uh, loves them, he he'll keep goes. them. But then, but then he's like, okay, I'm gonna. Then he just writes all your harmonies, he and you're like, you can just like sit seconds, and you can just like sit back and be like, wow, this is all amazing. Yeah. And you don't like it was the first time I felt as a vocalist. I was like, okay, I need to perform my parts, and then I'll be his harmony bitch. And he'll just you make are. you do whatever. You're his harmony, bitch. Yeah. Like, literally, and, he's just there. He's like, here's four more. I was like, <laughs> why? This is a freaking verse. Yeah. Okay, cool. But but he was so brilliant at it. So oh, like, so good. how were your nerves recording vocals for the first time in this, you know, with, oh, with Cameron? Oh, my God. Super nervous. Because like, <laughs> that's Cameron. Like, as a kid, like, Mass Fire was my everything. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So I was <laughs> yeah. like, this is the guy that created this sound. And I was like, and we're about to freaking do this, guys. And then I did. And I was like, oh, my God. I'm like, just like sitting there in this like gym type booth thing. And I was like, okay, here we go. Start to record vocals. I know. Check, he, check. <laughs> and, and he does so many things and says so many things that are like nonchalant. Like, I remember uh, he, like, took a video. We were in our first vocal session. By the way, I was sick the whole fucking time. Oh, no. So, of course like, you were. He, that, that's all, that, That's what always happens. He, but I know. But he helped me make this ghetto-ass... By the way, he is so resourceful. But he made this ghetto-ass nasal douche for me. <laughs> that, like, I had to shove this water bottle up my fucking nose. And he showed me how to use it to clear out my throat. And it was incredible. He helped me any way he could to God, help me get through that. He really I, I, I can't get over the, the the word nasal douche. I know. I, I, I got to use that in a real. <laughs> I got to use that in a real sentence, it's and it was true, acceptable. Though. It's real life. <laughs> oh my God. Okay, so things were going awesome in the studio. It was a great experience. It was a good thing. So, what? What went wrong from there? You guys went on tour. You guys had some, yeah, you know, great it, big tours. You went in Japan. So, mm-hmm. you had so a that, music video with half a million views. That was great. Yeah, so that's awesome. Mm-hmm. And you guys had good numbers. So where did things it, start to go south? Well, it all worked when uh, the label kind of like the bigger label took over uh, Rise. So right. BMG, I believe it is, which is the major label. Yeah. Okay. And they own like huge artists. Yeah. But they kind of like control the money. So okay. if you know, like, Rise is more of like a you just we just need like bigger bands right now. So at the time they just needed like money flowing in. Oh wow! And then they needed like Spotify numbers way way up, and just anything streaming like way up because it just switched then to full only streaming. Not yeah, who cares about being sold by them? Like sold albums, sold singles, just only streaming. Yeah. So it was just a really weird time. And then it slowly just started like talking less and less with them and then the band was like well let's just probably drop this whole rice thing and let's just like rethink like what we're doing here because like this is not gonna work yeah so i mean it the the numbers look pretty decent on youtube and on spotify looks pretty good but um it was just like wasn't good enough so um that must have that must have kind of sucked. Just in general, you guys have been light up the sky was around for much longer than I think yeah. Some I remember. mean, it's not even the same band. I mean, like back yeah. then, it was like way different members. Yeah, like, you, right you now started it's out as a drummer, insane. right? Yeah. So That's yeah, exactly. I remember seeing you with Light Up the Sky, 
I think it actually was not light up the sky yet. You played drums in a band. Okay, this is really funny. I still remember the name. This may burn. Yeah, that's that's the metal first metal band. That basically yeah. is like the first light up the sky, like virgin yeah. light up the sky. And you were the <laughs> drummer, but you also sang. Yeah. So you did the whole drink. Uh, Aaron Gillespie. Yes. Which I, we, yeah, we weren't trying to do that, but I was like, I'm the only one that can sing this fucking band, so uh, <laughs> I guess I have to do this. Dude, that's... In which I was not trying to do that at all. I wanted yeah. to be like just singing normal. Yeah. But... So yeah, and there's been a lot of member changes and everything. I mean, you... So many. Lost so many. You know, those are my friends. Lost right. my friends. But... Shit happens. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's um, it's a business, and so when you you sometimes have to make decisions that's best for the band, and you yeah. can't take it personally. But if you, I mean, I kind of see it as if you take it personally, then it's like then you're in it for fun. You're not really in it for you know the actual business. Well, there things. was some people that yeah. you know after touring, some got in it for the fame, some it got in their heads. You know, after touring for that full that. I think it was 2016, that year of just like full on just touring, touring, touring. Right. To Japan and the kind of the Empire tour. Then the Language of Flames tour, Ice Nine Kills. It was like people's brains start getting like weird. Right. Like you just start switching. The yeah. crowds get bigger and bigger. Like, okay. You start doing weird things on tour. You start like learning different things about people on your band. Like, why are you like that today? Like, this is kind of weird. Like, yeah, this is a weird decision that you made today. <laughs> it was not you. Yeah, it, but it, it goes. It brings the, out things in you that you wouldn't normally come out when you yeah. have this like eyes always on you every single day. New eyes, sure, like a full full crowd of it. So just like it's makes you turn. It makes you different. Right. Or and just, it made me even do I right. took over my brain for a little bit. I was like, I need to go from a 10 to a 5 real quick because, right. like, <laughs> we need to remember where you're from, Ray? Yeah, okay. We need to, like, start there again because, like, it'll go, it can go away in two seconds. And of sure. course, it did. It went away in two seconds. Like, right. It was just, it just lasted barely. So, with your guys' contract, what was the, was it a five album contract? I, I, I can't remember if you had told me in the past before or uh, if it I was ever it was, confirmed. So, it was, a three, an option was a four. Okay. So what happened at that point? Obviously, you guys only did Nightlife, and then you, did you guys? We did singles after that with them. Okay. And so, and then that's when I got to work with Chris Crummett. Yeah. We all knew who that is. Yeah, in yeah. LA Studios in Portland. Mm-hmm. Love that. And dude. then I was like, you know what? That's a dream of mine, too. Let's just do that. Yeah. <laughs> so let's just go over there for a single. And so Rise was nice enough to be like, you know, we'll give it a shot. We'll do Crummett, too. Because they love Crummy because they're yeah. both in Portland. Well, yeah, issues and all that, yeah. Literally issues and sleeping and dance cam and dance. Like, yeah. those records are massive. Yeah. And he does do a good job. He is nothing like Cameron. Don't get that mixed up. Yeah. He is the polar opposite of Cameron. Yeah, he, he's a naturalist. He's natural, but he's very, like, I wouldn't say precise, but he's very, like, he has his a method that he follows. He's very, very organized. Oh, okay. Which is the opposite of Cameron. Cameron is like, let's go with the flow in any moment yeah, ever. Cameron's like, like organ. He, oh yeah. Like no, the it. amount of times Cameron told yeah. me to relax throughout the album is a lot. Like he like was just, he's just like, man, we're good. Like we just gotta relax. Yeah. So have- I mean, I mean, I liked working with Cameron, so I can't, you know, say anything oh, bad. No. Like I loved both Cameron, love Cameron, love both their styles. They both uh, were very fun to work with. Didn't work with. Joey Sturges very much. He just mixed the single, Bring It On. Oh, okay, yeah. But at least he did it. Yeah. <laughs> so, 
Sure. All three of them did something for, for Light Up the Sky, which I never actually thought about that till now. <laughs> that's pretty cool, though. Right. That's like the... the Cameron, Joey, and that's Kermit. Like the pil- that's like the pillars. <laughs> Tried them all. You know? <laughs> Hell yeah. Fun guys to work with. Absolutely. And, uh, that's actually a good uh, segue to who did your guys' new My Oh My single? All right. So, anyways... Paloma had, I mean, Lap has got too many member changes, so that's why it's changed, because yeah. it's a new band, basically, so yeah, it's Paloma absolutely. now. Um, this one, um, so our David uh, Nguyen is our old guitar player, and him. he did all the little demoing for us, for everything, but, you know, he left the band, and then uh, we were like, Who, who's going to record our demos? Like, we, who the hell? Yeah. And then Isaac, my brother, Isaac Luna, just, like, decided, you know, just let me, like, try to record like a demo Hell yeah! and so he he just like kind of worked day and night i'm gonna say like 10 or 12 hours a day just like his face in the computer with his program just like trying to record stuff yeah and like how do i how do i just record us so i can have demos without charging charge being charged for demos yeah so like he worked like really hard for like i'm gonna say like half a year he like got more gear, got like monitors, got the interface, and he just kept going, going, going. He's like, I guess I gotta get so we can have demos because this is ridiculous. Can I have a demo and not show? You know, like yeah. the producer, like your manager, like this is how we, what we want to sound like. Yeah. So he figured it out kind of fast, and then I was like, okay, now can we can record demos with you? And so then we did, and then, um. That's how we started doing like our own recordings in a way. Yeah. But we just track now just our instrumentals and slash vocals there. Oh, so okay. Isaac does all the producing. Oh, okay. All the tracking and all the producing is Isaac now. His DIs are ungodly good. That's Mind amazing. you, I'm on guitar. Yeah. So he's lucky. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so you track the guitar? Yeah, for all, the whole thing. Woo! But, um, no, he's super good. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, I if he wasn't my brother, if I just like knew this guy off the street, whatever, yeah. I just knew he just did this. He's so good at editing guitars. He's so good at Dude, producing. He's, so good he's, at he's also my he's also my favorite bassist to watch live. Isaac right. Is yeah, like he yeah, and I mean amongst all the big bands, every time I've ever watched like you guys live, I'm like this dude is like what people should watch for stage presence live when it comes to a bassist. I really wish I looked like that live. Dude, you do. You, no, Isaac you, is on. Uh, but you, but you have tier. so much confidence. If I could buy a little bit of that, I would. But you, and that's like the key to to live stage presence. But so, so who ended up mixing? So it's uh, the vocalist for Captain Chunk No Chunk. Oh wow! It's like the yeah. Punk- punk band from yeah. france or something i remember like that. them yeah yeah he has his own studio and we heard a few of his mixes because we were like we heard some bands that he did and they were like why does this sound so freaking like thick and yeah. good and and like who is this and then we went to you know tracked it down some google searching some wikipedia yep and then it's it's the guy from it's the vocals from captain Chuck chunk him and his brother start a studio where they live and they do mixing and mastering you just send in your stems and then they give it back to you Wow. Like a little less than a month later and it sounds like so like we like the way it sounded. We're like, oh my God, this sounds like good. Like yeah. we are stoked on this my oh my mix. I was like, oh my gosh. Hell yeah. Doesn't That's even awesome. sock is recorded in Isaac's room. I was like, this sounds really good. But um uh what was I gonna say? It was um 
like all the gear that he has is like kind of like your basic starter up gear. Sure. Like the Scarlet. Yeah. 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 I, I got you. Like the 2i2 or the 2i4. Yeah, or... It has like two plugins. Yeah. 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 Well, that, that's awesome, though. I we mean, just that... yeah, got like that third generation one that has like, sure. the new air fucking. Well, oh, hell yeah. There. You got the Claret shit then. Yeah. Hell yeah. Well, actually, no, this new Scarlet series has the air button. Has though. the air button. Ooh, now. the yeah. third gen that's does. That's what, what I mean. That's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. Hell yeah. So that's nice that you guys are able to actually, you know, save some bucks too. And you can, you know, do the most expensive part in house because tracking is the most expensive part yeah. it's the longest part. It, it, it's the longest part and if you go to a studio that charges by the hour that shit adds up especially if you're still you know not super mm. solid on the part so that makes it nice also in, in-house because if you're still trying to figure things out trying to rewrite parts you're not wasting you know money yeah. taking the time to have to like rewrite so it's like so it's like two things there's like two sides to that you can do at your house and if your producer, the guy that you're working with, is good enough, like my brother, like that, he can tell you, like, this sounds like ass. That sounds good. No, retract that. Retract, 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 retract. No, no, no. Yeah. Or if if your in-house guy, if your producer is good enough, or you get, or you just pay the money to go with a producer like Cameron or Joey or yeah. or right. Kermit, that will be like, yeah, no, that's not going to retract that. Right. So if your in-home guy is good enough. Because like he he might not he might record well, but if he's not has the mindset of like those bigger guys to be like that doesn't sound good, you should probably retract that. Then yeah, yeah. You'll still get crappy DIs. Yeah, you got you got to. It push. depends on who it is that you're working with. Sure, and, sure. And I am a pretty bad at that. I'm like no, like thirty five thousand takes later. Yeah, yeah I mean that was not sometimes good. that's what it takes. I mean it's you know I mean I I can't tell you. Like what? What Scott? How many times did you have like Trevor when he was recording like Velifier shit? How many times you had to have him retrack stuff oh, to absolutely. make sure he was right? Uh, so many times. And yeah, he, and he's actually an amazing singer too. Yeah. Sometimes it just takes just a lot to get the right take. The right, like the right vowel sound even helps. Like yeah. everything helps. It's like it's. It may sound good. It may sound in tune. But it's like that's not the the delivery i was hoping for kind of thing and so there's so much that goes into it that people don't realize so much on the tracking aspect but our whole so our, our idols right now that's why you wanted to mix with that guy in france because he kind of sounds similar towards dan lancaster which is our oh okay favorite guy in the yeah. industry right now at the moment that's like our sure it's like our holy grail right like yeah we, we would they would probably do things to this man that would be, <laughs> that would be terrible. You would you would court him about town. Have oh, a, you 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 would, would ask paint his, the town red with him. You, you would him. have him home by nine thirty. <laughs> I would ask his father, mother and father because yes. I'm in love with every single. Me and my brother are both in love with every little thing he's done. Not like some of it. Every single record and song that that guy has done. We think that's is like you... the best mixes in for rock in the world, besides yeah. like a few others, but yeah. they're like untouchable because like I can't even go to those guys. Yeah, they cost so much. The guys that go with like Nickelback and stuff, or yeah. stuff. I forget his name. Isaac says it all the time, but it's like this really big. Oh my! God. I'm really this, sad this to know that I don't even guy. know the names no, of the people. We who know do that. it's like one guy. He does all of them. All. Of the big yeah. rock records, like Breaking Benjamin and fucking Killswitch. Like he does God, all of them. Why can't I remember it? Um, He's a big uh, deal. And what's really funny too is that him. for how much shit that like Remember people Scott. like John Fieldman uh, does. No, no, he does a bunch no. of other things. He does so. a bunch of other things, but it's not him. Not it's him. Above, it's above that guy. Even. Above John Fieldman. Dude, that dude I'm is serious. a lot. Holy shit. I'm serious. We're going to have to look this up later. And what's really That's funny fun. too is that, you know, for how much shit the Nickelback gets and everything, their mixes are always top notch. Godly. 
They're they're yeah. very very good sounding albums, regardless of what people say about it. Yeah. And the thing is, too, I don't know. I I don't understand. I think that it's almost like a fad to hate Nickelback. <laughs> so it's like I love how we're in the inevitable Nickelback talk. Like I wait. Well, I was he brought it up. Long I did. <laughs> I know. I was, our I was man one. likes Nickelback. <laughs> I well, was, I mean, here's the dude, thing. They, they are good. See, they were good, and the first album was a Silver Side Up. Oh, that, I mean, yeah. like never made it as a wise man. So yeah, yeah. It, it was a very, it was a very good song. And every every time they came out with a new yeah. album, they had a good couple of singles that came from it. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. and so the thing is, though, I think people just started to hate maybe the dude's voice because his voice is very distinct. If you hear the, if you hear the vocals, you know that's Chad Kroger. You know that's Nickelback. But when you get I, too big, you just get hate. Yeah, I, I, yeah. Nickelback, yeah, I think it, MCR I, God hate for getting too big. Yeah, I like, think right. it was just a fad because I really think that like no, everyone knows a Nickelback song and they can pretend they don't. But uh, they like know they, they do like they right. know they know and also love it, but we'll never tell everybody. Like, oh no, no, it's like you. Fucker, you listen yeah. to Photograph you in your You definitely basement. listen to Photograph. I <laughs> cried to Photograph. Yeah, you all did. <laughs> okay. I feel like when it when it becomes a meme to hate something, then everyone all, all of a sudden hates it. It's like, I oh, know. well, that, that meme must be true. So let's let's hate it now. Memes, dude. That's the way to go. Those memes go up so mm. fast. Dude, I've seen bands actually use memes to help their beginning stages, where I've seen a band that literally had no music, and they, like, released their page, Made a huge meme that blew up. You you've actually heard of this band. You probably have What's too. What's it called? Dead Crown. Uh, yeah. They actually, they got to like three thousand likes without releasing anything because they released the most amazing meme back then. I can't remember what it was. It was something that's, hilarious. That's, well, that's the thing. That's the you know people. They're amazing though. Yeah, they are amazing. It I wasn't mean, just because of the meme Ke- that they were. Kendall good. Johns. <laughs> Ken, yeah. Kendall. Oh, Kendall Johns. Yeah, he's he's amazing vocalist. He's an um just a whole group. I'm a huge fan of. But the thing is, too, I was just kind of getting to is that it, you these days you only get super big if you have some sort of joke, like it, like yeah. you know, it's like or gimmick. Some, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like I mean, look at some of these bands that kind of became super popular and well known because of their gimmick, like. Bro job. Have you guys ever heard of bro job? I've heard of them. They're horrible. They're a very, very. Uh, oh my gosh, they're they're like a super hardcore deathcore type of shit. Just super, super heavy. But all of their lyrics are like. It's uh, written by like it's, it looks like it was written by like a teenage high schooler and very sexual. So yes, like that's so it it's bro it's, job. It, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, and the thing is, too, is that it's just the whole idea that it's super heavy and it sounds really mean, but the lyrics oh. are ridiculous. And so they got really big because of that. Infant Annihilator got really big because yeah, of their see. whole thing. And so it's like nowadays, it's like unless you ha- if you don't have like a super big gimmick, it's it's harder to get people yeah. to like you because it's like if if you share. I think one time when it, when I was in Velifier, we tried to um, release a, a studio video of when we were down in Amplified Wax Studio B, and we got like two likes, zero com- um, comments. And then I released, as a test, I released a picture of a potato, and I said, don't really know what to post tonight so here's a picture of a potato let's like, see let's see how how much support we can give this potato and then there was like 70 likes and and multiple comments oh my gosh. and then Rubbish. i and, and then I afterwards know. i shared it side by side and i just went 
Hmm. Dude, it, it's changed recently, but for a while there, people liked my dog much more than my band. <laughs> but the dog... Your dog... I'm, I'm one dog. of them. <laughs> I'm one of them. My, Your the dog is dog. gorgeous. Yeah, my dog is adorable, but... Why would I not? Put I know. the dog and they put the music in the background. I know. <laughs> we should just make her into a music video. You can make scrims with just your dog on it. That would be hilarious. Dude. That would be. It would also look like 2013 with scrims now. It's yeah. kind of weird how stage stuff changes, huh? Like... Is like, it weird or, or do you not know yet? It all changes. It all changes always. Yeah, no, everything, no, everything's does. changing. Yeah. Dude, absolutely. All the Skins things are that fucking were fucking lame. Oh, <laughs> I love them. No, I you know. don't. I do Quiet. love them, dude. It's like for me, if it's not recorded in drop F. Oh, my and Lord. It's <laughs> he doesn't. Dude, he did, like, he's sharp at the most. Dude, bitch. <laughs> dude you, should, you should try and show this guy music. <laughs> He Corey like hates anything I show him because it's not heavy. Okay, hold get, on, hold on, no, hold on, he get, hold on. He gets hold into on. these stints. I like heavy music. Okay, no, no, I do too. Oh but, he gets, Scott, Scott. but he gets into me. these stints where he just loves heavy music. Oh, that's fine. No, but then he hates Scott, everything else. Scott, Scott, hold on, <laughs> hold on. She came down in a bubble, Doug. <laughs> <laughs> Grow up. No, okay, that's, that was the only way to get your attention. <laughs> no, but like, okay, so I don't hate. The music that you send me that's not heavy it's just i appreciate it for what it is i think it's amazing for what it is but the thing is is that i i can't help that i've been on a heavy high for the last like year and a half and it's and it's it's like it's i have to give him shit it's good (laughs) but it's not going to be on my spotify playlist that i play in the car yeah and that's okay now not not everyone is supposed to like everything i'm just giving you shit because it's it's great but uh but i also like you know the the most brutal sounding shit and you would never think that yeah looking at me it's amazing because you look like the most conservative white (laughs) kid you've ever met in your life but he has a nice credit score look at this guy exactly (laughs) a nice credit score you, I love you should that. have seen me before the long hair and the oh and the, and the holes god. in my ears. Oh, cut it, cut it. Oh my he, god, no, man. I, he I, will look like who's who? Who is that? Yeah, dude. He. I didn't recognize you. Him. Look like you're gonna put on a polo shirt at any point. Do, do, I, do, I, do, I, do I look like the cameraman for some MTV <laughs> show? The real world. Oh, my name's Gunther. And then yeah. I, I, I always think that everyone looks at you this way, and I just want them to get in the car with you for like two minutes. It's just because yes. so, then it's like literally the heaviest thing you've heard in the last three years. Every time, like literally the kind of like slow breakdowns where they have that little tiny like. Duh-duh. Oh, da, 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 where you kind of have to laugh a little bit just yeah. because the writing is a little funny. It's like okay, yeah. Man. The simp, the simpler and the lower, the better. And you, and you look at this guy <laughs> and think you're gonna get like the most simple thing, but no, he's listening to the heaviest shit all the time. Yep, I love it. So, anyways, and hates of truth. I, I do not. No, I'm kidding. I have been to almost. I'm still every, giving him shit. Not heavy. He's, he's heavy. I've, <laughs> I've been to almost every heavy. show that you guys have done. You can you can go uh, you can go walk home, Scott. Wipe, wipe your butt with that. Oh uh, my God! Go take your razor scooter back home. So 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 the wheel is all the way back. Yes. So your guys. Yes. So your guys' new music video was that? I believe that was also done in house with it you guys. Was, yeah. That's it was fucking done. awesome. So how um, the hell? We just took Isaac's room completely apart. And to cut every piece of furniture that existed, so like he like basically moved out and just did the whole thing with newspaper. That must have been so hard. So where do you get a newspaper? Took like hours. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know where to get like a newspaper. A full day to do that actually, because it kept falling out of the ceiling. It was so oh, heavy; it kept like falling down. So who did the camera work? Because my uh, my Brian, my guitar player, but he was in the shots. Yeah. So magical. wait, wait, wait. So you guys, you guys did a tripod type thing? Kind of. Yeah, we did like some of that, but. It was more like kind of like there's full band shots, but like 
very rare. Okay, gotcha. It just looks like there is. Sure. He did a really good He did a very good job. He just knows how to film it, and then there's Sam Link that just comes in and just edits it, and it makes it look extra nice. Hell yeah. It was a very, very good-looking music video. I've seen a lot of people do that recently, too, where they... they, have someone that just has a nicer camera film the music video and then have Sam Link edit it. He's, I mean, he's good. I mean, yeah, edits fast, so why not? Absolutely. Uh, and you guys have gotten some good response from that first single. It did, yeah. yeah, it did better than I thought it would, but I'm happy it did well because it's not a freaking metal band. Like, that this guy is a metal band. Sure. Yeah. I guess. It's like so hardcore metal band, and you guys band. did very minimal screaming in my oh my. I think oh, you like did like one, one, one. It was to be like, okay, here's a throwback to that. <laughs> that's yeah. it. So, are you happy about the the change and not doing too much screaming anymore? I bet that's just gonna make your vocal. <laughs> yeah, chords. well, it's not even the vocal. It's just like my music style has changed. Like I love that stuff. Still, sure, but I just I love I just love like pop rock music. Like that whole my oh my is a throwback to like, uh, like the right paramore album sure like it's it sounds like it's just i wrote it that's to a be good like way that. to think about it. i'd even i'd even take that but now now that you say it i can i can picture like it's that supposed to be that with the guy singer just just be like to play it kind of like a little bit safe but to be a little rock and poppy so so do you guys is your future going to be different than that music yeah or? oh yeah the next song comes out next month oh and, next month which is I can totally say that because there's no day on it yet <laughs> so, yeah yeah that's nice. good but uh comes the next month and it is not like that song but uh it'll be the next song that comes out will be like that'll be us for the rest of the I, I'm, so it, I, is I've been like, excited to hear where you guys go it was like because... a bridge like my mom was like here's a bridge to like new style well, then... what would you say your guys' last single you guys released with Lutz was uh was fake this... right yeah is it close to that at all, or is it pretty still far off from what that it's is? More, it's more, it's more, more pop. Oh wow! But with the drums being still that oh, that big, I'm so running. excited. But I've been it's still pop though. I was so excited when you guys released because uh, your new pro, your guys' new project. I guess it's the same thing, but not. But I was excited because I just wanted to see where you guys go because I, I, you could tell. Well, I've I've known you for a bit, so we have conversations every once in a while. I knew your personal interests. We're outside of metal for a bit. Yeah. Not that you don't listen to it, but like musically. I still, yeah. Yeah. No, I still do. I just find it honestly harder to write a pop song now. As in like, yeah, it's interesting to me to write it because oh, I get okay. so, it gets so difficult because you can't be boring with the pop structure, but you can't be too like crazy with it. It's not a yeah, metal song. Sure. So you got to be like. Like, Simple but interesting. Yeah, and I, and I think people yeah. underestimate how hard it can be to write good, simple things. Yeah, it, oh it can't be God. simple because it, it can be boring real quick. Exactly. I think we were talking about that before, like talking boring. about how it's it's actually writing the simple stuff is harder because you're always thinking in the back of your mind it needs more. Yeah. But but even the simple, like a you know the um, Yin Yang Twins whisper song. Yeah. The boom, doom, doom, doom. It's the same shit. Mm-hmm. Throughout the entire thing, it, it is, but it's it's catchy, yeah. And it, but it's the simplest instrumental ever, and it. But it's like people really got into it, so it's just kind of that whole thing. It's like if a producer went in and said, "Okay, it needs this, and it needs more, and it needs more," it would not be the same song. Mm-hmm. So it's it. But I I agree with you. It is so much harder writing. It's, yeah, it's I, harder. I also think it it also exposes you a little bit more because like in like post hardcore metal, there's a since there's so much going on, you can kind of hide. In all of it, you can in hide a sense. the messiness. Actually, it, exa- exactly, exactly. So it, it, but it's much. like when it's like 
way more exposed like that where there's way less you have to nail everything writing wise composing yep. like everything has to be flawless because everyone can hear everything and that's exactly. why that's why i always laugh when people want to say that pop music is easy to write it's like oh, so you are so it's so it's so, un, it's so uneducated to it's say so that because it's so hard i mean writing the hooks and writing the melodies uh, takes probably the longest time because yeah. i mean you do rewriting it's like okay this hook is good but it's not catchy enough it's not one of those hooks that gets it's like if you write a hook and you're constantly going out the rest of your day just humming it in your head and it's like okay yeah. that's a good hook yeah. because if it's something that's super forgettable okay. so where do you guys write your hooks at because i have a special place where i write them at so uh do i don't write special, any hooks do you have to be in a special place <laughs> to write your so, chorus so i i definitely have to be like in a mental state where it's like i definitely have to kind of get myself into like the That's zone ma- that of makes feel, sense the f- feeling things i definitely so i have my recording set up and typically what i do these days is i used to get so caught up in like using the first thing that i wrote Rather than now what I do is I will like uh, for our recent album, what I did was I would actually just hit record for the entire album and improv like nine times over the album and kind of feel everything out and then start to adjust things and take things that I actually liked because like, you know, one verse would be horrible (laughs) and then the next time I would do it, I'd be like, oh, that was more bearable and then I would get a different take and that kind of helped me like start to get it. Now I feel like I'm getting melodies, just great melodies quicker, but before it was like I needed to get it kind of because I used to just try to like plan out everything and I didn't feel enough Mm -hmm. when you were writing the melody because I feel like if you can just like feel something out quickly, it's going to be better. But that's just me. How, how do you write your melodies? I've always been curious. You write great melodies, by the way. Even your melodies going even further back, like you've been consistently good with your melodies even... Yeah, so when, when I think of my melodies, okay. it's either one, I'm in the shower. Okay, I'm with that. It's, it's not a joke. Like it's legitimately like bring it on with yeah. that chorus is in the shower like that. Great acoustics. Like we have yeah. like... like It really is. Like my voice notes on the iphone is like my everything okay, yeah, like that yeah. has everything on it yes i hear the shower in the background because i have my phone in the shower and shh you hear me singing yeah the damn chorus in there and then on the treadmill running yeah i've i've i definitely uh i i don't you know i should actually just get a voice clip thing but i just record little tiny videos which are hilarious by oh, the way they're, they're like always pointed at the ground or something or like the you ceiling have the, dude, just voice notes dude dude i just need to do that that's but, why charlie poos latest album's uh, called voice notes i know and by the way on his ta- talk about a fucking pop artist that i absolutely adore when it comes to uh, who he is yeah. as a producer that dude is everything that he does he's not the kind of guy that gets a bunch of people to help him i'm sure there's somebody but like he literally is no, he just a genius. It. DY, that's yeah. him by himself in his room, just blah, blah, blah. Sure. And number one single. And literally has a billion views on one of his videos. Because he is that good. He's the, and he has voice notes. His yeah. voice notes album was amazing. Yeah. Well, and, and I know Taylor Swift even does that. I've heard that shit before. Yeah. Like it, I, but yeah, that's, I definitely have done that a million times. So what's, it's kind of a mix of all of it. And what's funny is that I do the same thing, but not for melody writing. I do it for, for breakdown writing. I, I do. Just, I used to do that. Yeah. I had on my phone like that. Okay, and real quick, I'm 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 trying to like picture like what it sounds like with your recordings on the treadmill. I can just like I wanna know. Oh no, it's terrible. You, you hear like you, you hear like the <laughs> you hear my foot running. You hear like the gym music. Do you end up putting the speed to the tempo? So you <laughs> that's Sometimes like your that's your, like your your metronome. It's terrible because you could it's, they sound horrible, and I'm happy no one hears that. 
because <laughs> that's how they sound in the voice notes. But, but that it, is your B-sides and rarities. That's how I, I know, right? <laughs> but that's, that's like how I think of the melody. Other than that, that, if I sit down at a desk with a monitor and like a piece of paper or something like that, I feel like I'm doing homework or college and I get so upset. Dude, oh, me yeah. too. And nothing comes out. Well, I, if, like, I, I'm sitting here, I'm here to write something. Yeah. I I, if I sit there and think of that, I cannot. Nothing comes out. I'm like, I have to write something. No. Yeah. Then for, it won't come out. For me, I don't. I don't write lyrics first. I write the melody. Yeah. So like, I usually end up just like that. That track I just said I improv is literally a bunch of like, just yeah, just dumb fucking shit all the way through. Talking about donkeys or some Still dumb shit. Works. But like, and then I go back through and like write lyrics Still to the melodies in. I actually fucking like. But yeah, see, that's that's, that's the way. So, so I don't, I never, like, I can get that because I, I would feel the same way just feeling like right in front of it, sitting down. I have to stand up. That that I at least have to do. I have to stand up and kind of like feel the music. Yeah I, yeah. I just feel like I'm at school if I'm at like a desk with like a piece of pen and the, the song playing with the monitors and being like, okay. Because that's what I did at Camera Studio for Nightlife. Yeah. Some of the songs I had to sit down at a desk while they were tracking guitars and I'd be like, well, okay, this should be here. But I was like, I just felt weird because some of the songs I super don't like because of that, because I sat there and thought yeah. of the melodies like that and the lyrics like that. So it just sounds like cheesy and not genuine. So yeah, in like, force, exactly. That's why I, I had to get to the point. That's why I had to start improving more just to like improv as in like feeling out the music because like yeah. I was writing melodies just to write melodies and sure. not to write something genuine. And, th- and that's what's, and what's funny is that there's, you know, there's always different ways to do it and there's some people that enjoy like writing in the studio. So yeah, it's like, love it. see, I mean, mm-hmm. that's, see, that would be awesome, but I feel like in a way you're still in the room trying to write. Well, and so me and my brother were talking about this literally today uh, when we were out downtown. He was like, well, you're like, have not your mind. Well, I'm paying hourly for this. I'm here to write. Yeah, though. Sure. I, why am I Why am I writing in the studio? This is stupid. Like you start getting nervous sure. and then you just, nothing comes out good. Exactly. Yeah. So, like, I mean, the I think the only way that it, it might be a little bit better is, uh, do you, have you guys ever seen the movie Bohemian Rhapsody? Yes. Absolutely. Okay. Remember that studio that they went to in, in the middle of fucking nowhere and with like in that yeah. farmland? Yes. Oh, I feel like Lord. that would be amazing because you could work. go on long walks yep. and you can take, take your time. Break. Yeah. Dude, and that, you, that's been my dream. If there was you could, any dream in my life, it's to go to some cabin. Yeah, and just write an album. Honestly, just a is hotel it, room would work for me. Yeah, I'm, I'm with a it. Like, city. Just, just get a, just get away from everything. Yeah, like, it's where you usually see. Yeah, exactly. Isn't there actually a studio in like Idaho that like Macklemore went to? Macklemore and Ryan Lewis. And it's like it's some big studio that's in the middle of nowhere in like the woods that he that Macklemore like went to <laughs> because it's in the middle of nowhere. You uh-huh. can leave the studio and, and walk around here. Yeah, exactly. Ryan Lewis could just go to a different part of his house. Yes, true. Like, like seeing that, uh, who, who was it? Alan Stone like took over his house in this oh hilarious episode. That was God. a funny ass video it's if you haven't huge. seen it. But it's so huge. Like you could just go to a different part that he's probably never been to. Dude, <laughs> I'm actually God. ashamed. I'm ashamed that I actually rang up Ryan Lewis for like a, a Gibson guitar guitar really? center when I worked there, and the entire time I didn't know who the hell he was. Oh my <laughs> God! I was I was saying like so are, so where are you from? Oh, I'm from a uh, you know Seattle. Oh, what, what brings Seattle? you here? Oh, we're I'm we're uh, in the studio recording i'm like oh sweet any um what's the band oh, called oh uh, you know it's, it's, it's just band? and he <laughs> and he and he didn't say anything and i'm and yeah and so i'm like thinking to. i'm like okay what's okay i don't know who this guy is what's uh but i mean he's he's buying an expensive ass guitar so i'm excited mm-hmm. about that but then he left and someone came up to me and it's like dude that's ryan lewis i'm like who 
I think I went to high school with a guy, guy named Ryan Lewis. So I'm like, who the hell is that guy? And he goes, you know, like Macklemore and Ryan Lewis. I'm like, you're oh. kidding me. Like, oh my God. And I, Dude. and then later that day, I actually saw Macklemore come into the store, but he had his hood on Yeah. and he came in and as soon as he saw anybody looking at him, he beelined straight out back at the, out the door. He was gone. So, wow. Yeah, I didn't what see. Him. I can't imagine being that big. <laughs> That's that. that I like would that. Freak out. That would suck in a <laughs> lot of ways. My brain would melt. Like, dude, you would probably get just super good at uh, um, like Mrs. Doubtfire type of like makeup. <laughs> just like have disguises and just go out and like, oh, hello. God, sounds so stressful. I'm just here. To, I'm just here to buy some new socks. I know. Jeez. My God, but but yeah. So I kind of wanted to circle back around um, this, <laughs> you know, briefly to like just kind of the uh, what initiated the change and everything. So I mean, yeah. uh, not not only the <clears throat> style, but like I think when we talked about before was Light of the Sky had the um, the contract, and then thing. Then you guys just did some singles after the first album. What kind of initiated just the contract is over? We're no longer with Rise. Did you guys? initiate that or yeah it was like between me and or between us and our managers who were like sure. both discussed like what is the best option for us and they was like well we both agree at the end of the day that we should probably just unsign and then continue forward as LUTs for a little bit as light this guy for a little bit and then so we unsigned the contract which was easier than signing <laughs> could you guys actually e- like legally do that though like yeah we i mean he had i mean our manager had to, had to do the work he had to do the dirty work of getting the paperwork you know getting everyone to sign it and all that right. kind of stuff so and rise is like okay yeah it's we understand because so with that being said does rise still own the rights of nightlife? oh yeah they're all they're collecting the money of nightlife right now still did and, you guys and the see of youtube yeah we saw a few a few checks not like a lot, but a few checks. Right. So we said, yeah, if, when you're on contract, when you say you get the split, you do get the split. The way music works is every three months you get paid, not every like month. It's not like right. every two weeks. So every three months, like you get this paycheck from them. And then, yeah, it's like a business quarter. So, yeah, yeah. So it's, uh, which was fine. So that we got a few paychecks from them and they weren't, a lot of them weren't bad. Sure. Were pretty good. So, um, but, now I haven't actually seen one since we've unsigned, but I don't know how. I think we've been unsigned for more than three months, so I'm pretty sure. So I have I don't know. How so? Uh, how when yeah. did you officially unsign from Rise? I think in the spring, spring of, of this year. Really? I think so. Wow! I thought uh, you guys. I thought you guys were off of Rise. Nah, took, long it time took ago. Way too long. Yeah, no. Yeah. I think it wow. was spring of this year. Okay. So and are then, you are you on a yeah. new label now? Yes, yes and no. So we got, after we left our label, we left also our management as well. Like, not directly after, but like a few months after, we're like, hey guys, we're breaking up. Right. like, okay. So we broke up and then um, we kind of like did nothing for a while. I played a lot of video games, cried a lot, a lot of ice cream. (laughs) What video games? Just off topic. Oh, like Battlefront 2. Oh. I mean, they redid it. It's Fuck good it. now, guys. Let's calm down here. Okay. Let's yeah. not have fist fights. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, it's, 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 I, we did that a lot. Um, Isaac, that was when the time Isaac was figuring out how to record. Yeah. So right. When he got good enough, then we just started doing some demos with him. And then we got the new manager, which we're so thankful for that he's helping us out because that guy didn't have to do that, but he did. That's amazing. 
And then uh, he's a guy that does like Crystal Lakes and like Thousand Ooh. Below and Miss May I and Ooh. Amorosa. Nice. Yeah. So he does I those guys. Not bad. Love we love him. Not a bad. Love him now. Yeah. A lot Holy more now. Shit, this I love new stuff him. is so good. Oh my God. So, um, yeah, um, he's helping us out with this new stuff, getting it launched correctly. And uh, he's doing a really, really, really good job at it. And um, I think he's just going to be there to where he's going to launch us correctly, have like three songs out with him. Sure. Under his label. He has his own like kind of label thing going on. Right. And then um, he'll help us like find who to uh, launch on to after we're done doing all that stuff. Right. So. Well, kinda... awesome. Sounds like a good opportunity for you guys yeah, at the very beginning here. He's he's a good guy. He's just looking out for like making sure we get like what we wanted out of the out of the sure. whole entire deal. So so is the whole plan eventually like in the long term? Are you guys trying to get onto another major label? Yeah, it'll be it'll be another one for sure. Sure. I just don't know which one it's gonna be. Right. With the guy with who we're working with right now. So he I mean he has bands that are on all of them. All the good ones. So right. I, just, I just don't know who is going to be the best option. But when it comes to that time, it'll be time to, you know, do that whole sure long contract stuff again. Right. And wait another year. Hopefully to... not. <laughs> well, I, mm. But um, uh, yeah, no. And then probably like tour this next summer. Nice. Like, oh, like, hell we, yeah. Probably in or start in fall. And then just, just doing like a Pacific Northwest tour or yeah, whatever. Tour comes tour up, comes up that wherever they go. So um, hell yeah, but I think it should be okay because I think he said I think he said the songs that we have now will will carry us to that. Sure. Point. So it should be okay. I'm just kind of worried about like I don't know with him. I mean, with the whole band, just like songs that are not out yet that. I can't put out yet that only yeah. the label will hear because you shot them to the label. Yeah. Right. So, but um, I'm just like, I kind of want the songs that are coming out to be, to be shot to the label, but they're already out, so I can't really give them to them. Right. So. I got to say, I, I admire both of you guys with your patience, with being being able to have stuff that is like you're just waiting to release um, and then, you know, taking the time to shop it out, doing things right, because I would not be able to handle that shit. There's probably a good reason that I'm not in a band doing that, because I would not have the patience to deal with all of the waiting. And that's just that. Yeah, that hurts me just thinking <laughs> I, about it. I think like you are like there's a lot of patience, but like what Ray just described with the whole playing video games and crying thing. <laughs> is a huge step in that like <laughs> like like at some point it is just so fucking exhausting to wait that long and like you i would start find to get way. really discouraged even if you like you have like a grand plan and it's looking all amazing and you know the opportunities are coming sitting on your ass waiting especially when you're the kind of person that wants to get things done that's hard dude for real because it's not up to you anymore yeah at that point it's out of your hands so they yeah. have to do the work and so it, it makes it so difficult. I would find some way to make it go my way. That's how bad I am at with with my uh, lack of patience, dude. Uh -huh. I still go. We said this last episode. I still go and and uh, look at my parents' closet for Christmas presents. Oh my! Twenty eight years old. 
sorry, mom and dad. That's if you're, if, I hope they're not listening. That would be actually really funny. <laughs> just like, oh, that's not, I knew it the whole time. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I, I think actually it was my 22nd birthday was the first time that I didn't wake up at 530 in the morning at their house wanting to open presents. Dude. Yeah. I... And then afterwards it was like, I was, you know, just sleeping in too much. And then they're like, Hey, you're going to wake up. And I'm like, I'm getting old. I don't like this. <laughs> it, it hurts. It, it does hurt, man. It hurts hey, be, me when being, I get old. Being an adult sucks. You know, it's like, you, you, isn't it funny that when you're a kid, you're always thinking like, Oh God, I can't wait to be older. I can do all this stuff and I can date girls. And, and then no. all of a sudden it's just like, you get older and you're like, God damn, can I go back? Yeah. Can I but, go back to but, playing on the monkey bars? But the thing is, then there are moments that it's like, then I remember how shitty it kind of was at the same time that it's like, there was a time that if I wanted to go hang out with my friend, you I had to ask my couldn't. mom. Yep. Like I, I and, and and exactly. Most of the time I'd be like, hey mom, can I stay the night at Josh's house? No. On Saturday. Exactly. On Saturday. <laughs> no. And that was like no. a majority of my life. So it was Just like, no. so for me, I look back, I'm like, no, dude, I'm good with like, thinking. I could do what I yeah, want. I, just I, I pay do, for it. Yeah, I'll pay for it to be able to like go hang out with my friends yeah. whenever. Or, like, you can do whatever you want. I can if, play video games till 3 a.m. Right. Nobody can tell me I not did that to. Yesterday, <laughs> so did I. Except I've been I've been binging on Pokemon Sword. Uh, Borderlands 3 for me. I, oh, I'm a huge Pokemon nerd, and I oh my god, I am dying to fucking play that one. That that's 10, 10. my my uh my brother got it, and he's been like streaming it for me and my brother to kind of like watch. And I was like, dude, that that's my Christmas game. What's like the other one that that people are freaking out about, like Death Stranding? Yeah, I've heard it's very Ludens. good. Yeah, I've heard it's very very good. Um, it's one of those like super open world ones though, and it's like you have to be very careful. Like you, you like you know you can die very easily so it's not just one of those things it's just going fun. in guns blazing like um i'm i'm huge into those because i make a lot of mistakes and so it's like i don't want to have something too realistic like can you imagine i was talking to my buddy about this the other day can you imagine need for speed but so realistic that you have to pay your tabs you have to <laughs> before, before it's like hey you're ready for this big race where you're paying for pink slips oh shit you're on yeah, empty on bye. gas you have to go pay for gas go. or oh. and if you crash once then it totals and you have to you have to like work you have to go Dude. back to your job and work that <laughs> would it suck if you, if you lightly get a dent like you lightly, not, lightly yes. you like, are car's trashed you guys you have to go call your insurance oh my god dude i love need <laughs> for the, speed games but i crash so many times to a to the point where it's like there's no way that the car is still running dude, <laughs> that would be the worst video game ever that was stressed like you have to go I'm to down. geico to get the insurance <laughs> you're I'll sitting at here. the desk with <laughs> I'm down to play that game. <laughs> life, just, just so open world, but it's just called life. Yeah, and it's, I mean, it's like it's like it's like The Sims, but way worse. Way oh worse. You get chlamydia and shit. Yes. It's just terrible. <laughs> oh uh, Jesus! Oh, gotta go. So, the anyways, gotta go Rocky Four. Oh my God! <laughs> For any of you who might still be listening, oh listen to those. We had some episodes prior we where we started talking about Rocky Four, oh, and that geez. was super off topic. And then we just kept bringing it back every yeah. every once in a while. It's you know it's one of those things. <laughs> but uh, so yeah, um, so one. Th I mean, I'm very very happy with the new style change. Sounds very very good. I'm very excited mm -hmm. for you guys. I'm excited for the new things that are coming up. You said you have. Um, another single coming out next month or yeah, we'll be in Portland filming a video for it uh, in December. Awesome. And, awesome. and so are you guys working up for a, an EP or a full length or are you just doing singles right now? Right now it's just singles. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. So we're not going to do any kind of 
collection of songs. Yeah. Sure. And, and your guys' new track <clears throat> is everywhere? Spotify yeah, is all is distribution. Awesome. And uh, so what are the what are the good links to get you guys at? Good links would probably be the Paloma Band. Like at Paloma Band? Yeah, like like all of it's should okay. be at Paloma Band. Yeah. I, I actually did have one question. So yeah. I was curious because you guys have like twenty six thousand likes or something like that on Facebook. And right now it still says light up the sky. Yeah, Are you guys struggling uh, to get the name changed? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Facebook, it's super... It, when, once it gets past, like I think, like 20,000 or something like that on Facebook, it gets yeah. like super legal with Facebook. So they're just like, you can't change the name. How dare you? You're not. Yeah. This, you're not the <laughs> owner. I'm like, well, all four of us are the admins. So there's that. Yeah. Thanks, mom. Yeah. But, you know, you, know, you have to go through like a whole process, like oh, a month process man. to change the name. I was curious. If the page gets that, that big, it's like it's like... Someone could be taking it over and use all those people and like give them yeah. like oh, nasty well, I guess, emails. Or I guess you would rather which has the, happened. I mean, it's yeah. happened we've, before. We've seen some big bands have their um, pages hacked. Yeah, and the, and the, you know that it's hacked when they're sharing a bunch of weird videos. Um, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. it's like, okay, what's going on here? You don't share this stuff. Well, I guess yeah. it's like then it's good that they they're that they're making sure. But I'm like, change it. <laughs> it's, it's one of those things. It's it's like a double double edged sword. It's really good because it's good protection. It doesn't mm-hmm. make it so easy for someone to take it over. But at the same time, it's like it, it when you actually need it to work in your it favor. Work, yeah. It's yeah. Like, like okay, takes time. Like again, more patience. Exactly, which waiting. I'm not fond of. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I th- we've got some good good stuff from you. Thank you so much for being in here. Before yeah. we before we end, Scott, did you have any other questions that you wanted to I add? I think in? that's it. Um, anything you wanted to add in about the about the project at all, Ray? No, I don't think so. I'm just working away at it to make sure that it's going to be okay in the future. <laughs> Hell yeah, well, we're very very excited about it. And so, um, oh by the way, so glad you guys have Casey as the drummer. Casey, dude uh, is a beast. Love him, dude. Dude is an absolute beast. Yeah, it's amazing how many times he's filled in for everybody super easily at this point. Yeah. No, no, he's actually in your guys' band. Yeah. But he is so he's, fucking he talented that it's just like filler. anyone gives him like the songs, he's just like there. Mm-hmm. And yep. he's done it for so many times so well for so many people. It's impressive. Yeah, I know. He's it, it still makes me very mad about how good he was at like 16. Yeah, <laughs> he was fast good. Like oh he my, got fast. Very, very good at a very young age. Mm-hmm. And like I think about like how I was at 16, is like I was eating rocks, basically how it feels <laughs> like. I wasn't doing anything when he was was just the slugs under the rocks. <laughs> wow. Well, I mean, I've also been exactly really. And what's funny too is like, I mean, I've been playing drums for like 20 years now. It's really, really weird to say, but it's like, I don't feel like that I've played for 20 years. You know, it's like, but then again, I also haven't played drums a whole lot in the last like couple of years. It makes me feel really old anytime I think about when I started playing music. Dude, what's really sad? Double my life ago. What's really sad is my drums were in their cases for about a year and a half after my last show with Velifier. I hate you. <laughs> oh, Can we put them right now? <laughs> right, right now, just right set them up. Now. Oh my, it's too late. Make it's everybody okay. listen to this, the sounds. <laughs> I might have to start doing some more drum cover videos and stuff, but it's just, it's so much work putting it together. And it's like, I also live in a place where I can't really keep them set up all the time with the mics because of cats. Yeah. And I'm terrified of my cats or well, whatever, like knocking. I've heard horror stories of animals uh, ruining no, you. like oh. audio gear. And yeah, my, my, my dog did no we had an interface 
we bought it and he ripped the cord out and it ripped inside the interface like the like the silver part oh my uh, god so you couldn't like get it out dude i, I have a the good do- one i was sad dude i have a good one so when i was uh do you guys remember obviously you do but nintendo 64s no so you had the old cartridge and uh you'd put it in yeah, oh, and you would blow on it as Ray is <laughs> showing right now in real life. I'm going to use a video game yes. term. <laughs> um, my dog was once super pissed when I was a kid that he wasn't getting attention and literally pissed perfectly where you put the games. No. Peed perfectly sh- into where it was up. and fucked up the Nintendo that's 64. That's so sad. That's how, wait, wait, our, that's, how my, that's how my childhood Nintendo 64 died. Wait a second. Really? Wait, mm-hmm. it I has, still have mine from like oh my gosh. fifth grade. Doesn't it have like little like doors that yes. like, like urine's still gonna get in there? But it's man. still gonna get inside. So it's not airtight? I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh my god. It's not I don't a think there was condom. anything airtight <laughs> about any product from that time period. Uh, oh but, my uh, god. Yeah, no, and he was a boxer, so it was a lot. That's so sad. Oh yeah. Oh boxers are you know, they're they're good dogs, but they're very hyper. And so uh, well he wasn't, but he you were was lucky. So he was Can like, Can you stop key. being so lucky with dogs, Scott? Because you also <laughs> have this tiny dog that never barks. That's like, chill. Yeah, she's mega chill. She and the thing is, like, Doesn't if I exist. told you what she was, you'd be like, "How the fuck does she not make noise?" She's literally like oh, half no. beagle, chihuahua, and pomeranian. Oh, it's fucked. So it's like you <laughs> would expect that to just be like yelling Death all the trap. time, and yeah. she never makes a peep. That's so. It's crazy. ridiculous. I, you are so lucky. It's not even funny, man. I mean, she's I'm the best. I just always had bad luck. I don't know. My 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 big cat Penny. She's just a bitch. It just. <laughs> By the way, that cat just like right before you got here was sitting in Ray's chair like she was going to do the interview. She was oh, ready to go. I might have to share that photo just yeah. just because it's just amazing. Yeah. She's, post it and be like, the interview went great with Ray. Yeah, she, she, she's, she is a beautiful cat, but she has just got so much attitude. It's yes. such a diva. Dude, cats are assholes, man. They really that's are. That's what actually kind of makes them great because right. they're, because they're, they entertain, they're entertaining as they hell. Are. They like are assholes to everybody. They Absolutely. Are. Yeah. All right. Well, we're going to finish up here. Thank you so much once again, Ray, for coming in and being a part of our episode. It's it's very, very exciting to be able to talk about this new thing. So thanks so much for being here. Yes. Thank you for inviting me here. It was a pleasure. And yeah. Hell yeah. And Scott, thank you so much for co-hosting for another episode. I'm hoping to have you almost every time because you just make things more fun. Thank you. Yeah. If it's just me, I'm not good. Oh, whatever. <laughs> Yeah. By the way, so that everyone knows, Corey thinks that about everything he ever does. Like uh, the amount of times he thinks he's not a good songwriter, which is utter bullshit. Oh my god! Is constantly. Oh, well, I mean, I you're hate, better than I, you I think. hate everything that I do. It's just you know, You've it's always to. been great. But I mean, it, that's that's being a musician. You're always your worst critic. And okay, it's like, why didn't that. anyone drown me when I was a kid? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> on that note. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, yeah. On that note, we will see you guys next Tuesday at 10 a.m. for another episode. At this time, I'm not sure exactly who the uh, uh, the interviewee is going to be or if it's just going to be me and Scott. We'll figure it out and we'll uh, announce it sometime next week. Thanks for listening in. We'll talk to you next time. Have a good one. Bye. Yeah.